0: Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. In this part two of the podcast, A Tale of Two Ideas, we're going to talk about what makes some ideas win and other ones lose. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, I really highly recommend you stop right now and listen to the previous episode to get the context, because in this week, what we're going to do is we're going to pay it off. We talked last week about um, the best ideas don't always win. Sometimes the worst ones do. Why? Number of reasons. Maybe it's you, the way you explain it. Sometimes you might be entrusted with this incredibly great idea, but you just can't handle it, don't deliver it, and it fails. And somebody else gets an idea which is significantly subpar, and somehow they get approved. What gives? So this week, we're going to talk about, okay, well, how, if you are really, in fact, gifted with a great idea, how do you how do you come out on top? If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. Um, we're all about trying to help you become a clear and concise communicator, really deliberate when you communicate, saying things and writing things with impact, not guessing that it's going to work, but knowing that it's going to work. And we are all here for one reason only, to make Improvements in this area, and sometimes there's a lot of pressure because you've been you're working on a project. Maybe it's a, a big change that you got to pitch, or maybe it's an approval that you're getting, or um, it's a, it's a new innovation, or something that might have dramatic impact on people. And you you see the inherent value of that idea. Maybe it's a product. Maybe it's a, a hi- hiring a new person. Maybe it's changing directions of an organization. Um, Maybe it's about buying a piece of equipment, and deep down, you're like, this is just absolutely brilliant, and then you're like, well, why didn't they say yes? And it wasn't because it wasn't wasn't a great idea. Maybe it was because of you and the way you explained it, and I want you to sit in that for a second. That's terrible, and I feel your pain. It's painful. You're, You're leading an effort. Maybe you're doing a startup. Maybe you're going this new direction and you've got this thing and you are absolutely completely sold and this is the absolute best thing for people to be doing and you can't get them to a yes. All you do is create more confusion and doubt and delay. And what do you do? Well, it might be in how you're explaining it. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to fix that. But just a real quick recap on last week, a couple of things we talked about is stopping to think, is it actually a good idea? Now, don't, don't run past saying, oh, it's a great idea. I mean, actually, do due diligence here. I mean, is it actually a solid idea? Now, it's not just up to you to say if it's a solid idea. And I made the connection last week between comedy and clarity. First thing you got to ask yourself, is it actually funny? I mean, if it's not funny, it's not funny. Now, in humor... Sometimes it's the way you tell it. Maybe you tell it the wrong way and nobody laughs, but somebody else tells it in a different way and they do laugh. But the only way to find out is it's not up to you to say if it's a good idea. It really ultimately is up to somebody else to say if it's, if it's funny, the audience is going to laugh. Um, so in this week's episode, we're going to talk about, well, how do you do that? How do you, how do, you do that? And I want to start with an interview that I saw recently and I'll post this. I mean, I'm going to share this right now in the in the um, in the podcast, but I'll also put a clip to it in the show notes. And this is an interview with the comedian John Mulaney. Now, for those of you who don't know John Mulaney, he, I would say he's probably in his 30s. Um, as a side note of trivia, I know his dad. His dad's name is Chip. he's a he's a big kind of a big time lawyer in Chicago. And Chip Mulaney is are a very different. Uh, Chip is a very serious guy, and John is hilarious. And I think. If I'm not mistaken, he has guested. He was a writer on Saturday Night Live, but he's appeared, like he's tied for number one in times that he's appeared on Saturday Night Live. And he um, he was the voice of the pig in the Spideyverse. I don't know how I know that, but I could probably get the title wrong. He's a really, really funny guy. So one of our instructors here at the Brief Lab, because we do make this connection between comedy and clarity in this whole comedic process. Well, in this interview, as you'll hear... Um, We'll just have a, have, a, have a listen to the interview and what he says.
1: Was there a defining moment in your respective careers that tipped the scales towards you being confident in your ability to create engaging slash relatable art? <laughs> so the, the key to the whole question is defining moment. So, well, what came to mind was not a moment of confidence, but uh, I think in 2005, I was um, featuring, which is the middle set on a stand-up uh, show at a, at a club. Uh, there's an MC, a feature, and then the headliner. And I was at the Stress Factory in New Jersey, which is the name of a comedy club there. And I was bombing for uh, two nights, really, really, and I, had, I did a lot of stuff down at Rafifi and in the East Village, and I, I, felt, like, no, I felt like this is, I'm not so weird that this won't work on the road. Um, But uh, I was really, I was sort of like, I was taking a lot of material I'd worked out in alternative rooms and trying it at a club and it was not going well. And uh, this comedian who was headlining named Ross Bennett uh, said to me after a show, he goes, you're very funny, but these people have no time for your cleverness. (laughs) And he goes, get to the point. And I realized that my premises were all kind of I'm gonna walk you towards an interesting little notion as opposed to starting the bit with the premise. Saying, I don't like X, now here's a bunch of reasons why. So you took it as advice then, you really took it to heart. Oh yeah, just that clarity is the most important thing and and some kind of little vignette that meanders that might land somewhere funny might not be what people want when they've gotten a babysitter and we're at the stress factory. (laughs) (laughs) And it felt like a good marriage. I didn't feel like I was abandoning my whole voice or something. It felt like a nice Wow drive. Yeah.
0: Super interesting. I mean, just fascinating. Little short clip here of the guy I mean, I want to start out with just talk about the, the land of confusion. The the opening question. I did a podcast on asking better questions. That was a terrible question. Super confusing. He has this very long, long question, and Melinda didn't even know how to answer the question. So they gotta rephrase the question. That's kind of a unfortunately not a deliberate um, moment of humor, but it ended up being kind of funny. And you kind of walk through what he says in that interview, because I think it's really telling. Well, you know, he's talking about playing comedy at the place called the Stress Factory. So there's there's stress, right? There's pressure in doing what he's doing, but he he admits that he was bombing. Okay. So he was trying the material out. And this is what I want you to be thinking about, and this is the the big point of this part two of this podcast, is you you got to say it wrong a lot of times. You got to say it out loud. You got to bomb. I mean, you got to practice it. He's saying that he's practicing it. These He had been rehearsing it at these alternative clubs before he kind of took it off on a, on a larger stage. Um, And the key here is, yeah, Mulaney thought it was funny, but he had to practice it out loud a bunch of times. And I want you to think about rehearsing, saying things the wrong way. And I'll put those in quotes, the wrong way. The right way or the wrong way, just say it. Try to explain it. Try to explain it in 30 seconds. Try to explain it in two minutes. Just say it out loud and use audiences for that. And he went to these alternative places to figure that out and kind of practice his material. I want you to do the same thing. You shouldn't be practicing out on investors. You shouldn't be practicing on your boss. You shouldn't be practicing this on your biggest client. Pick other people to say it out loud and say it the wrong way and just get their reaction to it. Um, and I love the fact that the headliner, I think I've getting that right, pulls them aside and says, you know, like, listen, you know, they don't have any time for all this. So the duration of the explanation, going back to the comment that I made in last week's podcast from Marlena, the former chief creative officer at McDonald's, if something takes a long time, it's often an early indicator that it's a bad idea, in this case it's funny. It just took him a long time to get to funny. He was kind of meandering through, and the guy goes, just get to the point. Tell me what the premise is. What's the point in, in the reasons why or the reason why? And that, there was brilliance in there. Okay, don't, don't meander through this very, very long nuanced explanation to get to the end. Tell him the end of the beginning. And we've talked about this in the podcast. L- that's your headline. Lead with it. And that's what Melanie he's a very accomplished comedian, by the way. But he has this very nuanced way of getting to humor, and the guy's like, tell me what the premise is, what's your point, and why? And he's like, got it. Clarity is what's... That's key. Especially if you love at the ending, the ending is great. When you're talking to people who have you know, gotten a babysitter to go out to listen to comedians at a stress place called the Stress Factory. So in that little interview, there's so many there's so many good bits to, to pull from. Number one, practice it, practice it, say it out loud, say it the wrong way, say it Hear yourself say it, and then get to the point quickly, and then why, um, is, is a key thing. So start playing around with the order. If you've taken our courses, you've heard of the brief ex the brief executive summary. What is your great idea, and why do you think it's a great idea? You know, Give me the, 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 the bullet points, and then what's the so what? You've got to practice that order. Get that order... Comedians practice this flow. They kind of own that flow. Um, I was recently listening to or watching online this comedian. His name is Nate Bargatze. I can't pronounce it. I can't spell it. I think it's B-A-R-T-G-A-T-Z-E. I probably spelled it wrong. But his name is Nate Bargatze. He's in his 40s. Funny, really funny. He's clean, family kind of humor. To watch this guy, he's very different from other comedians that I've listened to, but he is, his timing is just impeccable. You can see he's practiced the flow of kind of how he tells the jokes. I mean, to watch his comedy is so enjoyable, but he's practiced it out loud a lot. You can just tell, right? And that's what you got to do when you got this idea. You own this great idea. Then you should be practicing that and saying that out loud and trying to really get comfortable with what this, your elevator speech might feel like, sound like, so it makes sense. And the last thing I want to do is just to kind of fix this thing. is Please tell me, don't sell me. Salesmanship, if you win me over because you sold me, I'm going to have buyer's remorse tomorrow. Okay? Don't force me into a laugh. Guide me into a laugh. Don't force me into getting it. Lead me to like, I get it. I understand the premise that you're making, the point that you're making. But don't, don't sell me on it. Tell me. Explain it. Um, But don't convince me or persuade me, because that's just a cheap way. It's a way of cheating, and you don't want. That's what we talked about last week. Why are some bad ideas approved? One of the ones I cited was because your salesmanship, the sizzle, shouldn't be the reason people bought the steak. Okay, so be careful. Tell me, don't sell me. And for a lot of people, this thing they get hung up on this, that thing. I got to, I got to sell you my idea. I got to sell you. I got to sell you. No, you don't. That's not your job. The the leverage is in the listener. The listener is the one who's doing the listening, and then then comedy they're laughing, and at the end of years they're understanding. They're saying, "I get it." Like you get a joke, you get clarity, and that's what you that's what the value is, right? So tell me, don't sell me. And I've seen so many people take a really good idea and just take that path of selling and pushy, and they it. They over sharpened the pencil. They just overdid it to the point where a person. And when I ask this in our courses. What, how does your listening react when you when you sense that a person is selling you? They all say the same thing. Shuts down, becomes cautious, looks for the angle, looks for the loophole. You don't want to create that type of listening in a person. You want to open up their listening by just telling them in a very clear, logical, rational, sequenced way what the idea is. You know, I came to this conclusion, maybe there's a story behind it, but going back to what John Mulaney said, you know, listen to, this is an accomplished comedy writer and comedian, and he's learning it at his get to the point. Don't take a long time to get to the point. Get to the point up front early on, and then all the reasons why that premise, that you arrived at that premise, that conclusion, this is, this is the course of action you need to take. And when you do that, boy, it's just, it's, it's amazing, and it's because of you. If you've inherited, you've conceived, you've thought of, been inspired to carry forward an idea, this great idea, please, please, please do what I suggest you do, which is practice it out loud, get the order right, tell me, don't sell me. This idea is it's this pearl of great value, right? It's in your hands. Don't drop it. Okay? And In these past two episodes, I've come and given you this, this guidance to, to do it better. And that's the point here because it may be that you were on the line and it's up to you. And there's a lot of pressure. You know, there's a lot of pressure. It's just like I'd at the thing. I'd keep on going back to the interview with Mulaney. But he's at a place called the Stress Factory. It's stressful. I get it. Like you're standing in front of these people that are making decisions and, and it's up to you. It's completely up to you. But you can do it. I know you can. That's why you're listening to this podcast. You want to be better. I do too. I've seen so many people. Before and after, like, oh my gosh, I wish I'd known this years ago. And my line is always the same. I do too. You can do it. I know you can. Right? But as you look at a tale of two ideas, right? It was the best of ideas. It was the worst of ideas. Right? If it was a a great idea, it deserves a great explanation. Bad ideas deserve bad explanations. And they they deserve to die an early death. Great ideas deserve to live long lives. And that is entirely in your hands now And that you have this way of practicing. But just be like a comedian. Take it out. Try it out. Talk it out loud. Say it the wrong way. Understand it in and out. If you watch comedians in this way, you'll start to see what they do. Same thing I want you to do. Don't memorize it. Just understand it. Understand how the audience reacts to it when you say it. The timing, the word choice, the, the 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 flow that you create in an explanation, it could be a 30-second explanation, it could be three minutes, I don't know, it depends what you're explaining. But the point is you're comfortable with it, you're comfortable, you've thought it through, you're not practicing on real people, you're practicing on safe people. Just like John Mulaney was going to these alternative clubs, you know, probably pretty small and if he bombed it was okay. Um, but there's a lot to learn, cer- there certainly is a lot to learn. And when I, What I want to end with is, for me and for you, what's exciting is to think that in these two podcasts, we might unearth these buried, hidden, brilliant gems of ideas for the world to see and hear. Just say.